Welcome. I I'm gonna lose my mind, and I'm keeping this in. Of me, this is gonna be a weird intro. So welcome back to Lake Effect Sports. Zoom is doing this horrific new update that when you press record to start, it says this meeting is being recorded in this very just loud, obnoxious, robotic voice. And I will never be able to focus when that starts. I'm going to just have to edit out from now on the first like seconds of this. God. Yeah, it sounds like the annoying TikTok voice. Like, you know what I mean? Just like the voice, the text thingy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, welcome back. My like, fr- I, I'm never frustrated when we start this show, even when the Indians suck. But the Zooms, Zooms, my like, the thing that gets me, I guess. <laughs> but but besides that, uh, all right, where we got? So I think we're gonna start off with just some personal stuff today. Just uh, talk about what we're up to. So worst, both surprisingly, we don't live like really anywhere near each other. Kind of like an hour apart or so. We're both starting yep. some some rec basketball leagues. So my team, we are historically not good basketball players. We play hard, but we're not good. Is your team going to be any good? Uh, I have a good feeling we'll be good, but we'll see. Like some of the guys I've played with forever, but I, I have a good feeling we'll be all right. Matt, com- compare yourself to an NBA player. What what would your skill set be on the court? <laughs> Oh, that um, I would say I always get everybody calls me Mr. Fundamental, like like every, all the time. I'm the guy that always is doing pump fakes. I sometimes bank do bank shots. So I, I, I'm in a way I have I'm like Tim Duncan, but with more range. So, so are you like uh, you play like that power forward type? Yeah, wing power forward type of thing. Get rebounds and just like tr- I set screens. Like I'm just kind of I do everything and I. And I'm pretty good in the post, so yeah, pretty much like that. Yeah, I've personally always been like a two through four, but again, the lacking of basketball skill of the team I'm on, I'm actually our point guard because we don't have any other ball handlers, and I'm the only one who kind of played basketball slightly longer into their high school career. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we're going to shoot for five. We made the playoffs. There was like 20 teams in our lowest level division. And we made the playoffs of eight. So that was our step forward. Maybe we'll win. We'll, we actually won a game in the playoffs. We just lost the series. So updates of that, our first game is tomorrow. So could get ugly. <laughs> we'll gladly t- go over this, including my games in the next couple of weeks when we start. We'll gladly go over that. Definitely. But what people are really here to listen to, Indians talk. So it was a week where we got to face the Tigers and that always seems like a good week. I don't, it's funny because like when I was like first started to really get into baseball, the Tigers destroyed us. We would never beat them. It felt like two to three, maybe four losses if we had to, had to. Now it's, it seems like an easy win. Well, kind of go through this week. What's your thoughts? Um, I, for the most part, I feel like it was a pretty successful week. Uh, obviously with the twin series, you only win one game, but still was very competitive. So it was it, like, it is what it is. And then with the tiger series, you went three out of four. It was definitely what you had to do. You had to win those, like win three out of that four, at least. But the problem was, was the injuries, the injuries that kept happening throughout this week. <laughs> Fran Mill goes down with an oblique. He could be out until July. Then you got police 
aggressively tearing off his jersey and, and hurting his thumb. And then you got, got like uh, some guys banged up across the roster. And it's just – it's getting pretty dicey right now. So I, I kind of want to circle back to one injury in specific. Framil, that happens. He's, he swung too hard like he always does and probably just pulled something. It's good, normal baseball injury. It happens. Zach Plesak does not know how to take off a T-shirt. <laughs> Jersey. T- <laughs> I, I, I'm speechless. I don't even like know how to describe the injury just to make fun of it even. He just couldn't take his jersey off he got it like stuck on something yeah apparently he just hit his thumb on like a chair or something and i guess this was what after he got shelled and like by the twins and i guess it was in that episode where he kind of was what they considered unconsolable and i guess it just happened it was a freak accident yeah that's like when a player goes into the locker room and they start hitting stuff like when they're angry and then they break their hand you're like oh you're just an idiot it feels like something like like a Clevenger or a Bauer would do. And this, there are long line of idiot pitchers that just have no brains. <laughs> it, it's, it, it is funny because Zach Plesek was hanging around them in his first couple of years. And so I don't know if that, that little bit of rubbed off of him, but yeah, that was bad. That was just bad. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know what we're going to do in the rotation now. Uh, we're, we've brought up Eli Morgan, right? That's his name, correct? Uh, yeah, he should be pitching today. So, yes. And- what what's I don't really know anything about him. He's one of the few guys in our minors I don't know anything about. Could you give me a little rundown on Eli Morgan? Um, from what I know about Eli Morgan, he's kind of more of a like his out pitch is a changeup, and like he throws up to 91, 92, but changeup is where he he'll make his money. And like he's a control pitcher that causes a lot of weak contact. So he probably doesn't have the highest ceiling, but his floor is pretty good, probably, if I would have to think. Is he going to be in a more of a spot start role, or are we thinking he's actually going to be able to stretch the game out a little bit? Um, I, I think they're going to give him the start, probably pitch as, have him pitch as long as possible. And then I would see – I probably think he would pitch more because police acts hurt. So we'll see. I think he'll be up here – for a little while but we'll see how long though yeah and then for our other two spots in the rotation which felt like kind of misses have had they had bounce back starts at least henches had a decent but maybe slightly better than decent outing in detroit and then mckenzie had a very solid outing he didn't go very far into the game but they did kind of pull him early and his confidence should be a little higher now hopefully yeah, that after they pulled McKenzie, it definitely seemed like there was a like a mental shift in his game when he was up there. He, he was a lot more aggressive. Like I know that they said they would bring him back down down regardless, but he's going to be back on the twenty seventh for the doubleheader. So I, I hopefully it carries over. Like honestly, for for all of us, we needs we need to piece all these starts together somehow, some way because it's it's not pretty right now. And I know they said they're going to send him back down, but for who? We don't have, like, guys all over the place right now. We're very hurt and very, like, limited in pitching, especially since Logan Allen didn't plan out. Sam Hentges is iffy, and we don't know about Eli Morgan. So if those two have bad starts in their next two outings, I mean, how can you send McKenzie back down? He's at least going to probably give you four to five okay innings. 
For sure. Um, they are going to, cons- they're considering uh, stretching out Cal Quantrill, which I'm totally, mm-hmm. or he's, he's been really good in the long, like relief role. So I think he, he could definitely step in. Uh, JC Mejia has definitely shown, shown a little bit of what he can do. Maybe he'll get some starts, but yeah, it's just like, it's just the unknown right now where if things don't go well, that you, you don't know where else you're going to go if things just keep getting worse. And with Mejia, does he really have starter capabilities? Because he has some pretty nasty stuff. Keeping him in the bullpen and trying to find a new, like, good, longer role for him seems like something that could really work. Yeah, that he was a starter in AAA, but he only had two starts. I think they were both five innings. So I think he'd be stretched out. He, it's just they had to put him somewhere because of, like, oh, the, no, not these guys not going deep into the games. So that he has to pretty much take Cal's role of being that long relief piggyback guy. And while Cal is now going to be getting starter starter innings, essentially. So I, I think that's what they're going to do with him. And, and I like Cal, but man, he just gives up way too many walks. One, he's not going to be able to get deep into games. His pitch count's going to soar quickly. And it just hasn't been high all year. So you really can't work him deep into games. So I don't know how I love Quantrill. Maybe it'll be him and Mejia, like a kind of like a double start. Didn't they do that once with McKinsey this year, where they kind of used him and Quantrill like as two I, different starters? Yeah, it was uh, like Logan Allen got like three or four innings, and then McKenzie piggybacked off him, something like that. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what they do there. So stars of the week, a little bit harder because pitching was just okay. And the hitting was it was oh okay as well. Yeah, I think I got first pick this week though. Yep. I am going to do a personal choice. Probably not the best player this week, but I was at a game where Cesar Hernandez hit a walk off home run. How do you not get yeah. that guy? It was electric. We were just my my dad and I were like, come on, just lay down the bunt, move him over, and pray that Eddie and Jose can hit him in. Game over. One swing, just a shot off the bat, and you knew it. So it, that was a must-win game because he struggled the rest of that series against the Twins, but he took one at least. Yep. Yeah, he's starting to slowly get out of it, and like we need him to get like uh, get going. Like him and Eddie definitely need to carry the offense for a little bit while Franmel is just sidelined right now. So definitely a good first pick. Um, for me, I would go. I'll go. I'll say, I'll go with uh, uh, Eddie Rosario because he's this Tiger series. This is the series that he needed in the worst way. Just like clutch hits, like that clutch hits. Just that one home run yesterday. The uh, the RBI double that sealed the five four game. Like he just needed a series like this to just get back back and rolling. <clears throat> and not only that. He was just good throughout the entirety of games. It wasn't just him getting one hit and maybe a walk. It was now he was getting two two hits in games. And looking like that player we signed for $8 million, which isn't anything crazy, but that was our big splash, and he had not been really acting as such. And it was nice to finally see something paying off with him. Oh, definitely. I'm going to stick with another, another batter, a guy whose name I did not pronounce not even pronounced i just said wrong the first time we talked about him harold yeah. ramirez he had himself he is a very very good hitter 
like plain and simple. I thought he was very solid when we signed him from the Marlins. So I was like, I don't know why the team like that with zero bats would just let him go. Hey, I'll take it. He's just coming up and he's just hitting the ball hard. It's not always going out of the park or anything like that, but even when he gets out, it's hard hit balls and it doesn't feel like he's wasting at bats. Like Jake Barris has kind of ish been playing better for an example, but he just strikes out a lot. He has a lot of wasted at bats. It doesn't feel like Harold is wasting his at bats. So I just really like kind of the pop and spark he's brought to the lineup. Definitely. Like he, he has definitely brought a little bit of consistency in the lineup and the fact that he's able to been able to drive in runs to help, to help out. It's just been a bonus. Like the fact I was so happy when they brought, brought him in. Cause like he had done so well with the Mar- Marlins a couple years ago. And unfortunately COVID got in the way the year before. And, and luckily COVID just gave us, gave us this opportunity to grab him. So I'm so happy he's starting to show, show it, it like lately now. Yeah, it was definitely a younger kind of, at least an outfield bat that paid off for us. All right, so that's that's why. For number two, I will go with, I'll go with uh, Savali. He's my guy. Mr. Consistent, always giving you seven innings. He, He might, he's just. He's just been great. He's been our most consistent pitcher, and that, that he, that's why he's my number two. Yeah, no, I mean, Savoy's been great. I, I just sighed because I'm trying to think of a third guy now, and I'm just going through the entire, like, rotation bullpen. There's a couple guys, like, maybe, like, the bullpen, you could, like, pick out, like, a Karen Shack or something like that. But there was not a lot of other great performances this week. So, not at all. Um... I'll go. I, I'm literally just sitting here just with nothing coming to mind. So I'm going to take Owen Miller because he got his first hit and he had some pretty solid at bats. He's looking pretty confident. He had a bad first game and that's kind of been like yanking down his average, but he's been a lot better than what the numbers are showing. Yeah. It, like it's going to take him some time, like uh, to get adjusted, but you see it, see the process, see the approaches there. So I totally agree with that. And yeah, they're the rest of the bats were just that bad that a guy who hit what 211 this week is my third star. So, <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. uh, and now I gotta think. Uh, number three, I will just hmm, yeah, three. you can even take Bieber this week because yeah, at this point, it, he yeah, number three is Bieber, like. He, he probably would be number one, but yeah, Shane Bieber is about my number three. Yeah, it's the kind of the crazy part, even with Bieber, is you know he went seven innings, six innings, and no hit baseball, but it was just it didn't even feel like that dominant. It was like oh yeah, you yeah, know, all right start, but he was <laughs> ph- phenomenal. That's just how great Bieber is. That and how spoiled we are when a pitcher goes seven yeah. innings of one run baseball. You're like hey, he was, he was okay, I guess. Yeah, you kind of yeah with like Bieber, you kind of nitpick. It's like yeah, he had eleven strikeouts, but he also had three walks. So like, what is that? It <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that was and those are the three stars, and I think that's about it for Indians talk. It was kind of I don't want to say a boring week of Indians baseball, but it felt like the first like monotonous week of the season where nothing really happened. Well, things did happen besides like the injuries. That was kind of the bad part, but it just. Maybe I just didn't watch enough games enough and had to watch a lot, like, 
pitch by pitch highlights to recap. I was just busy. So I think that's another problem too. So that's fair. Yeah. All right. NBA playoffs. Um, fans. That's where we're gonna start with. Fans yes. suck. <laughs> that's the nice way to put it. Um, Knicks fans, they had a fan band. He spit on Trey Young, which is so disrespectful. I think when you go to a game, besides saying something like off color or flat racist and just derogatory about someone's family, I, I think you could really say whatever. Like when Knicks fans were doing the FU Trey Young chance, yeah, that's probably not appropriate, but it's funny. And I think yeah. it's for basketball and it gets Trey Young hyped up and it's, I, it's good for basketball. Spitting, it's where you kind of draw, excuse me, draw the line. And then for the other series, popcorn thrown on Russell Westbrook, really? That's just Philly trash being Philly trash. Of course, always, always and forever. Uh, stay classy, Philly. But yeah, fans, do we, it's, it's so funny that despite a quarantine and fans not being back, they, they essentially just go back to the same old BS, you know? Like, Knicks fans, of course, they're ha- they're just happy to be there, be back in the playoffs. But you just ruin it for everybody when you have one idiot spitting while a player's inbounding. Like, come on, guys! Like, we gotta be better. Like, it, there at least has to be some type of respect level. Like, like if you want to just like ch- chant at the guy and just say "f you, Trey Young," or just like all, all the stuff that we've come accustomed to his fans like whatever they probably know that too that's that's kind of the, the unwritten ground rules but just if you cross the line you deserve to get kicked out no no matter what what like you think you deserve to get kicked out yeah they're, they're, those are the most the two easiest like kickouts of all time but i want to stick back with the philly one for a second because there was something very funny that happened that kind of went under the radar so the popcorn gets spilled on Russell Westbrook by a guy about two, three rows up in the bleachers. Guy in the first row immediately fist bumps the guy who spilled popcorn on him. When Russell Westbrook turns around and flies out in anger, he snitches. He immediately turns around and points at him. Like, not me, that guy up there. You can't do <laughs> that. You, you got it. You can't do that. If, yeah. if you're going to fist bump someone, you got to be a ride or die and not snitch. You'd be like, could have been me. Could have not been. I think it was just a very, very, just a sad, sad take, a sad, like, uh, reaction. It's a very weak fan. Yeah, very weak. And that just shows that, like, if if you get caught and, like, if you're a fan, you wouldn't do that to his face. And that was pretty much his way of, like, hey, that wasn't me. That was him. Trust me, I'm the good one here. Like, that's just the type of thing that, like, fans would do. Like, they, they would do that, and then the next thing you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm – Oh yeah, you want a picture or something? Just that, that's the type of thing that would happen. That's like when uh, the someone tweeted at a UFC fighter and he called him like a baby and he goes, "You wouldn't say that to my face." And he goes, "You're right." That's why I said it on Twitter. And he's like, "Fair enough." <laughs> it was, Fair enough. It was like the real life version of that. Yeah. But the rest of the NBA playoffs, I think we've got one really good series, two really good series right now. Hawks next. So besides the idiot fans in New York. That was one of the most fun, like, series of basketball I've watched in a long time. It didn't have – there was no series last year that had anything of that sort of feel. Besides just the fans, New York being back in the playoffs, guys like Derrick Rose going off, Alec Burks turning into a superstar overnight. I think that was just been one of the most fun series, and that's been my can't-miss, like, games. Like, when they're on, I have to watch them. 
yeah, just it's just been great. Like Hawks and Knicks, you would think on the surface this doesn't sound that entertaining, but just the the players that are involved, the, like the Garden being back in a playoff setting, it just it's just been so entertaining and like uh, it, it's definitely been the 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 must watch of, of the playoffs so far. I I just been having so much fun with it. Yeah, and then the other thing is, and one thing I really noticed was maybe I just didn't pay close enough attention to the Hawks all year. They kind of have a pretty loaded roster for being a five seed. You guys got like Trey Young, John Collins, Bogdanovich, Hunter, like Kevin Herter. Like th- these are some dudes now that they've got. They should kind of be a little bit better. But Trey Young is finally that real superstar that can carry a team. And that game one, I was cheering for the Knicks, like the only New York team I think I might ever cheer for. But man, he just shut up that crowd. And he doesn't know how to shush a crowd. Like, he didn't do shh. He was like, shh. Like, his finger oh, was yeah. on his forehead. forehead. But he's got time to work on that. I think he'll be able to shush a couple more crowds in his career. Oh, yeah. he, he He's definitely embracing being the next, like, NBA villain. Definitely the next new villain. Like, he's turning into Reggie Miller pretty much. Oh, yeah. Big time. And then the other series that I think has been really great has been Nuggets and Blazers. I think Lillard we expected to kind of do his thing. I know Jokic is going to probably be the MVP of the league this year, but people still kind of underrate him and don't give him the respect he deserves. And this series is kind of showing how he can just carry a team. This Nuggets team is – no one's talking about how hurt they are. Not enough, at least. And nope. he, he skanked him to a 2-1 lead against a very good, very good Blazers team. That's – Jokic is backing up the MVP right now. Yeah, he's playing like an MVP. And, like, you're right. Jamal Murray's hurt. I think their second-best player is Michael Porter Jr. Like, that roster is, is very, bro- like, broken right now. And, like – Jokic is pretty much taping it, like keeping keeping everything together with his play, and like he's going to probably keep take them deep as far as he can take them. Like I wouldn't be surprised if it's a conference finals at least. De- definitely, I mean you're losing Murray, Gary Harris, and now guys like Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter Jr. have really stepped up. They've kind of embraced this role of being the new two three guys. I. If this team was healthy, I think they'd be a serious finals contender. I'm not sure they can really compete with the big dogs as much. I think they could still even win the West because I don't think the West is as good this year. Well, kind of wrong there. The West is better than the East. It's just the Nets are in the East, so the East is quote-unquote better. But Yeah. <laughs> and that, that's still my only problem with the playoffs right now. I don't think anyone can beat this Nets team. Am I still Am I wrong to say that? Uh, I think offensively, no, but I think defensively there's things you could exploit, I think, because they're not that great of a defensive team. They've, they've tried to fix that and they haven't been able to like, they, they're going to probably outscore a lot of teams, but they're going to give up a lot of points. And like, I, I kind of want to see when they meet the Bucks and the Sixers, how they're going to handle like Giannis and, and Joel and B because they don't have a true center. They just have uh like, He's okay, like the one they're trotting out, but he's not like gonna handle the yeah, like Claxton. Claxton, he's he's all right, yeah, yeah. It's just like I wonder, I wonder how they're gonna handle Joel and Giannis because they 
they have no size outside of KD and like defensively, they're just not that good. I still think that they have got a good chance of winning it all, but they're defensively, they got weak spots. But you, you've brought up a great point and I'm going to give you a counterpoint. You said stopping Giannis or you said stopping Joel Embiid. Well, for the Nets, try stopping Kevin Durant. Oh yeah. And James Harden. And oh yeah. Kyrie Irving's just the third best player on that team. And, oh, yeah, Blake Griffin's kind of coming back and being a great player again. And then they have one of the best shooters in the league, Joe Harris. I, I personally think if I was a gambling man, which I am but not right now, haven't gambled in a while, being a great guy, a great person, yep. I would put a significant portion of money on the Nets. And I think it's very easy. I don't think a series gets to six against them. Even. I think this is one of the – this team is better than Golden State. I'm going to even say that Golden State could play a little bit better defense. But James Harden doesn't get enough credit for being maybe one of the best players or if not the best player in the league at this point. Kevin Durant is also one of those, if not the best player in the league guys. Kyrie Irving is a guy where you could say he is maybe the best point guard in the league. There's no better offense in the league ever. Yeah, th- this this probably is one of the best ever assembled. Like I mentioned, they're going to outscore a lot of teams just because they have those three guys and like you, a uh, Joe Harris and, and Blake Griffin. But defensively, they still have issues. But but the thing is, they have the three best scorers of a generation, so they can make up for it. So <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked if they win at all. I'm just saying, there's that there's some cracks in that arm, but that's just me. There are cracks, but you got two fifty forty ninety guys, and then James Harden who's right now, I'm going to say the third best shooting guard of all time. Is that, is that a crazy thing to say that James Harden's the third best shooting guard of all time? Oh no, not at all. Like, thank you. He's the best. He's one of the best ISO players I've ever seen. Like the way he shoot, the way he plays, like he's one of the best ISO players I've ever seen. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Okay. So I said something controversial and you agreed. Now I'm going to take it up a notch. Is James Harden getting close to passing Kobe Bryant? I know he doesn't have the points yet and the longevity, so he's not there yet. I'm not mm-hmm. saying he's better than Kobe Bryant. I don't want any Kobe fans to go crazy on me. But is he starting to get pretty close now? I think he was always close. Uh, he just never had the playoff success. Like, he always would be that that one guy that would perform amazingly in the, in the regular season, but just wouldn't be able to keep that production in the playoffs for whatever reason. Like, just – like. He just was always that type of guy, like, by himself on the Rockets with, like, CP3 and Russell Westbrook paired with them. But with with the Nets, he's in that perfect situation where he doesn't have to be relied on. Like, he can he can just pass it off to Katie and Kyrie, and, like, they can – they're two of the best bucket getters in the league. So, like, he'll definitely get the recognition now if they go all the way. Then the flip side of it is this kind of is this Nets team almost tarnishing his legacy? Then, if you using saying those two are just so good that maybe it just doesn't seem as great, then is it kind of like that Warriors team where everyone's like, Hey, Kevin Durant went there, who cares about those championships? That's true. Like, Kate, yes, we also have KD on this team <laughs> who has been ridiculed ever since he joined the Warriors. Nobody's going to give him any bit of his credit. Like. They're not going to give credit to Kyrie, and you're you're right. They probably won't give any credit to uh, James Harden just because they all joined joined the Nets. But I I still – I'm not going to ignore the fact that they're 
three of the best like scores we've ever seen in our lifetime. Yeah, definitely. So that's some playoffs talk. I think we got one last big topic and it's golf. Oh, golf isn't usually a big topic on this show, but my favorite golfer in the world and I'll stand up for Brooks Kepka is just getting absolutely attacked for no reason by Bryson DeChambo, the idiot, my least favorite. And that's the best part. I just yeah, hate yeah. Bryson so much. You're going to have to fill me in on this beat because I'm kind of new to this. <clears throat> All right. Golf expert, Drew. You're, you're the Indians' entire roster expert. I'm the, hey, who's that new guy on the team? I got golf. <laughs> that's the one sport I think I know more than you in. And that's a sport I don't even know a lot in. But let's go into it. All right. So I think it really all started when Brooks kind of started complaining about pace of play in the sport. Because there's obviously an attack at Bryson. He's one of the slowest players ever. There's a a very famous clip of him putting. And it took two minutes of him reading the green. And you just see Justin Thomas, hands on his face, just buried him. He's furious. That happens. So then Bryson's on some, like, stream or something playing Fortnite. And someone asks about Brooks Kepka's like, the body image like uh, ESPN, and he goes, I don't know what's, it's not even a good photo of him. He's like, he doesn't have abs. He's like, if I was on there, he's like, I'd have abs. And he like made fun of him, kind of called him fat. Okay. Brooks then fired back. This, this is, this, this is a while ago. This isn't the recent beef that brewed up. He took a picture of his four majors. This is when Bryson didn't have any major wins. And he goes, you're right. I only have a four pack, too shy of a six. So Ooh. that was his, that was his shot at Bryson. So then, Nothing really happened. Just some minor things. Nothing too serious. Just some little chirps at each other. Then it all kind of came to came to the surface this weekend. It was kind of like one of those known, not talked about beefs in golf. Where everyone's like, those two guys don't really like each other, but we're just going to bury this away. Okay. This has an interview after his first round on Thursday, or maybe it was his second round. Yeah, I think it was his first round on Thursday. And interviews just talking to him. Bryson walks by. Uh, Brooks is talking about how the greens are hard to read. Apparently, this is just hearsay at this point now. Bryson said to him, you just have to line it up correctly. Okay. If if that's what he said, that very fair reaction. The other thing that is happening, you can hear it on the video, is Bryson click-clacking away because he wears metal cleats on a golf course. No reason for that in the entire world. We're not playing baseball. That's just dumb, and you're just ruining greens for no reason. Yeah, that, that's the one thing I noticed too. I'm like, is that metal cleats? Like, I don't, I've never played golf in metal cleats. <laughs> like, like, that, that, yeah, that, yeah that's, continue. So that's dumb. He, whatever it was, so he freaks out. He's angry. That interview wasn't supposed to air. It gets leaked out after Sunday, and uh, Bryson responds to that video, and he goes. Glad to see I'm living in your head rent-free. What a lame. <laughs> what a weirdo lame response. Rent-free. What is this? 2016? Come up with a better roast, dude. Like, lame. Brooks responds to that then with a video of someone following uh, Bryson in his practice round. They yell, let's go Brooksy. Bryson turns around and goes, whoever says that, you say that again, you're kicked out of here. Maybe someone else is in your head, Mr. DeChambeau. Oh, my God. (laughs) The the pettiness of golf doesn't end there. 
the match gets announced, which is Aaron Rodgers and DeChambeau. What a weird, those two are just two weirdos together versus Phil and Tom. Uh, Brooks tweets out, he goes, I'm sorry, bro, at Aaron Rodgers. Bryson makes some chirp at him and uh, that's kind of really the end of it. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> a lot to unpack there. Like, that, was, that was a very long-winded story. Mr. Milner, what are your thoughts? Whose side are you on in this? Actually, I'm going to pause you first. There's a correct answer, and we're done with the podcast if you say the incorrect answer. So just wait carefully. Ooh, okay. Um, ooh, it's, always, it's complicated because, I mean, I would probably go with Brooke. Brooks on this one, like DeChambeau just reminds me of that juiced up jock that just cut, that just is annoying and just doesn't seem that bright. And Brooks seems like a cool guy. Like I, I listened to like the part of my take pod podcast where he was on, he just seemed like a chill dude. Like didn't really knew he had that type of personality, but it, he seemed great. But yeah, like, like <laughs> I, I'm definitely taking Brooks. Brooks's side because like DeChambeau, he just seems like a jerk off. I don't, I just don't get the hype around him. Like I remember people were talking about him and I was like, I was talking to my dad. I was like, is DeChambeau any good? It's like, yeah, he should be. It's like, should be. What do you mean? <laughs> because like he hits tanks, but he can't do anything in the in-between game. So it's like, that's what, from what I've seen. So yeah, like don't, didn't really like the guy. And I don't like the guy even more. Did you also see that video he put out of him like doing some 100 pound quote unquote curls? He's doing like some like get his whole arm into it, just, just slamming it up there. I was like, what are you? I, any other person in the world posted, I'm like, ah, those are some like some sloppy uh, form curls. Those are like a good thing. You're actually supposed to do those. People don't recognize that. They're bashing him for that. But since he's doing that, it's like, oh, form wrong. You're going to hurt yourself, dude. Yeah, and this is the guy that, that has gained like a hundred or so pounds because of protein shakes. You you seem to be the guy that's supposed to protein be like the shakes. Fi- protein shakes in a year. He went from a twig. He went from someone who looked like me, just like a nerd and an accountant dude, and now he's freaking huge. Yeah, protein shakes. Go on. Sorry. <laughs> well, maybe something was in those protein shakes, but anyway. <laughs> like- uh, but yeah, Brooks, I'm on team Brooks, uh, DeChambeau, uh, yeah, don't like that guy. Definitely him on his, on Brooks's side. All right. That's all right. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for watching. Check us out. Twitter, TikTok, TikToks. They're going to be coming more. It's been on me. I've not posted many. So make sure to follow those social medias. They'll be in the links in the bio on YouTube. Um, make sure to raise five stars on podcasts. Uh, See you guys next time. Peace out.